truth. You can't handle the truth. Talk the talk. Do you walk the walk? Good day, Active FM. I'm back here with my friend Luando. I'm PK. Um, today I want to speak to you about, are you sure that you're sure? Are you sure that you're sure that what you believe <coughs> is from God? Sorry, my voice is a bit crackling this, this afternoon, but uh, we go on. So I, I want to speak to you today about, <coughs> over the last two years, I've seen such a change in the internet and the information that's coming around the internet. When you speak about Jesus, there's so many people bringing their story and they want to be famous. So that's the same in South Africa. We've got prophets that, that come into the churches and they start to proffer lie or, or not tell the truth. And they, they start to bring in a fake gospel and they start to uh, say to people, if you pay me this, you will be a multimillionaire. Mm. And they, they use scriptures like, you know, the prophet's reward and things like that, okay? So what's happening is, just to be famous, people will bring a gospel or a teaching that is liked by everybody, you know? And they want to be famous, they want likes, they want shares. I mean, who doesn't want to be famous on YouTube? If you're getting a couple of million hits, you can make some money out of it. So people will even... Some pastors were making their people drink petrol, um, eat mm. grass, eat snakes, eat rats, and the people were doing it. This fake gospel, there's so many fake things. You go to the shops, fake Nikes, fake Adidas, uh, jackets that are fake, and they look almost exactly like the real one. Mm. I once was given a, a t-shirt and it was a fake. But when I saw the original one, the fake one was actually better than the original one. Mm. The quality of it was better. So in this day and age, we are surrounded by fake. Everything's fake. Fake people, fake ideas. And my question is this. How do you know when something is fake? You can't take it at face value anymore. Mm. There's that old saying, you can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. You've got to read the book. You've got to understand it. But in today's age... There's so many books out there that are fake. They look so good, but the information is incorrect. How do you know? Even what I'm speaking about, how do you know it's true? How do you know what I'm speaking about? Maybe I'm also just trying to be famous and I'm twisting your arm mm. and lying about things. You don't know. There's a scripture in the Bible that speaks about the spiritual gifts. It's in 2 Corinthians. Yeah. And it speaks about different giftings that God gives. And I want to focus on one specific gifting. It's a, the gift of discernment. Mm. Okay. Some people say, oh, how do I get that? What is it? So for the ladies out there, I want you to think about something. Have you ever met someone and you felt when you, ga when you greeted this guy, you thought you're... Uh, uh, in this Afrikaans word, they say, Mak me yeah. It's like, yo, I get goosebumps on the hair, on the back of my head stood up. What is that? What is it that when you meet someone, you look at them, you think, yo, this guy, he's, he, he calls himself uh, whatever, but there's something when he looks at me, I can see this guy has got a hidden agenda. Mm. What is that? It's a spirit of discernment. 
God has given us the spirit of discernment. We, we need to use the discerning spirit at all times. Mm. Relationships, we're going to do a business deal. And I haven't always got it right. Because sometimes I look at it and I, I have this thing, I just trust people. Mm. I think that they're going to behave like I behave. And in the end, it backfires on me. So the spirit of discernment is when you go before the Lord and you say, Lord, I need your peace in my heart. Mm. People say to me, Pastor Kay, I think I'm going to change my job. I've been offered another job. Then I say to them, have you got peace in your heart? Mm. Are you totally at peace? They say, uh, no, but the money is good. Don't leave. Don't leave your specific job unless you have this total yeah. peace that you know, okay, this is from God. Then I want to ask the question, how do you know it is God who is speaking? I want to tell you a story. When I was about 20 years ago, yeah. 22 years ago, before I really knew the Lord, I believe that God had called me to go and kill people. My belief was that my job, because I was in the army and I had the, the means, was to go and kill drug dealers because they're killing our children in the neighborhood. Mm. I believed it and I was planning it. Okay, and, and I believed that God was directing me. In my heart, I thought, yo, this is God. because, uh, But I was living such an evil life. There was no ways that God was directing my life. Mm. But I had this thought and this feeling. The Lord sent someone to me. It was a little baby girl that couldn't really speak. And the word she used was, she said, if I don't see you every day, I will miss you. Now, a one-year-old child could never put a sentence together like that. Mm. And I knew this was from God because all of a sudden in my heart, and it was my niece, mm. I knew God was trying to tell me something. And I stopped doing what I was going to do. Okay, In the modern day, I would have been a serial killer because I would have targeted certain people and certain uh, drug dealers and I would have been a, a serial killer mm. without even realizing. Then God came into my life and I realized the difference between the voice I was hearing yeah. and the voice that came. The voice came with love. The voice came, it was stern. And I understood, wow, this is the voice of God. Before I'd, I had my doubts, I thought I knew it was God, but there was always, if I do this, the destruction on my family, the, the destruction that I would cause would cause a lot of hurt and a lot of pain in a lot of families. Now, somebody might be sitting thinking, oh, well, maybe it's a good thing to kill all these, but it's not my job. Bible says, the Lord says, vengeance is mine, thus saith the Lord. Mm. So when I then heard the two different voices, I understood the one was God. Mm. How many people do I speak to that they say, I don't know if this is from God. I can tell you something. If there's a doubt, do without if somebody says to me, I think God is telling me this, mm. I'll say, discard it. You will know when God speaks. Mm. You will know in your heart, listen, follow this thing. Okay, Satan is a counterfeit. The Bible warns us. There's many, many scriptures that warns us. Uh, there's a scripture that says, um, it's um, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. It says, well, no wonder even Satan can dis disguise himself to look like an angel of light. Who is the light? Jesus is the light. He's the light of the world. So Satan is the counterfeit, trying to be a counterfeit Christ. Yeah. He's done it from the very beginning. So how do you know when somebody says to me, I know that I know this is God. Explain to me how. It has to be the 
total peace, you have to discern, is this from God? Yeah. Okay. In 2 Corinthians 11, 4, it says this, For he that comes and preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or even received another spirit, which we have not received, or another gospel, which we have not accepted, that you even bear with him. In other words, they come and speak a whole lot of nonsense, and you know, people listen to him. I've heard a new doctrine that came out a few weeks ago. Well, it's been around for a while, but it's infiltrated into a church that I never, ever expected. They speak about Jesus having wives and children. Mm. Okay. So now somebody said to me, well, does it make a difference? I say, yes, it does, because it's not in our word. Mm. What does that mean? That means it's not in our Bible. If it's not there, why bring up that topic? Why go and find something that's not in our word? Okay. We need to stick to the Word of God. The Word of God has been around for, for thousands of years. Yeah. Now people are coming and saying, well, maybe we must look at this and change this. Well, once you start doing that, then you might as well throw the whole book away. Mm. Okay, you need to believe it 100% or not at all. Yeah. People will say to me things like, well, how can God have created the world in six days? Well, if a God can't do that, I don't want to follow that God. Yeah. If God can't do what he says he's done, why follow him at all? Mm. If we start nitpicking at stuff, what's the use of following that God? We need to be fully committed to that, mm. fully committed to him. So we live in a counterfeit age. Everything is counterfeit. Yeah. Um, you can go to, to China and buy BMW X5. That's not even made in, at BMW. Chinese have made a counterfeit BMW X5. Mm. Looks exactly the same. Everything's the same. The badges are different. But if you go deeper into the thing, you'll see the materials they use are not as good. Mm. The electronics is not as good. It's not going to last. So the counterfeit doesn't last. So we can very be very deceived by what we see and hear. Mm. Our physical bodies cannot be trusted. How many times have I dealt with young people? I say, but I felt like I loved this person. I felt that that person was for me. And later on, that person ends up abusing that person because they trusted their human feelings. There needs to be a discernment in their spirit. In, in Psalms 119 verse 66, you'll see that, that David writes, he says, teach me discernment, Lord. And when Psalms 119 is, you must go read that and pray it over yourself. But it's the word of God that is giving direction. Yeah. Teach me a discernment. Get the discernment from the Lord. It'll change your way. It'll change your idea of, of who you are and how you listen. Yeah. So I grew up in an in a era where if you were naughty, you got to hide it. Okay. Today's era, you, we can't abuse the kids. Okay? Mm. And look what's happening. Yeah. Is it abuse or is it something that is needed? Now, some people hearing this might say, oh, that's disgusting. A pastor believes in spanking children. The, there's a difference between spanking and abusing. Yeah. And I'm talking about young children that are growing up now that I'm speaking to that have got zero respect for anybody, never mind themselves. What happens when that little child of six or seven years old grows up Mm. and is a monster then the families want to bring that child to me and say please can you counsel this child yeah discipline that child from a young age where a, a mother that brought her child there she the child was three years old 
We walked in the church, we greeted her, and we greeted the child. When my wife went down to greet the child, he, he swore to her. He called her F and a B. And I, the mother was shocked. And I looked at her and I said to my wife, that's not the first time that child's done that. Because you know what the mother said? Hey, that's naughty, don't do that. That child actually needed a smack. Mm. So we, we need to understand where are we, what are we teaching our children? What yeah. are we learning? Yeah. The discipline of the gospel. Um, I, had, I was looking at a show the other day, someone sent me, Oprah Winfrey. She says, no, you just pray to a light. And as long as you're praying to the light, you're fine. And there's preachers saying, pray to the light, all lights lead to Jesus. Lead mm. to Jesus. That's untrue. They're looking for fame. They're looking for followers. And my question to, to the listeners out there, are you sure that who you are following is the true Christ? Mm. Is it the real Jesus? Um, somebody challenged me something on, on Facebook yesterday. They said, um, why are Christians so judgmental? And I said, what do you mean? They said, no, um, they're talking about yoga and the arts, the different arts. How can we judge and say that's not right? Mm. Well, first of all, yoga is a spiritual, uh, uh, does a spiritual move. Each move is acquainted to a different God or a different type of worshiping God. So when someone says to me, hey, I'm doing yoga, I'll say to them, hey, be very careful because it is, is given to a God. There's a God behind that. And when you do yoga, afterwards they say to you, lay down, empty your heart, empty your spirit, open up your mind and allow, it's a spirit. Mm. So there's Christian people doing this and they don't even know. They, they have no discernment. They've never discerned that this is wrong. So we need to, and that's why there's some people that go to different churches and the pastor says, I wouldn't like you to go to another ministry. Mm. I don't want you to go to another ministry. And they say, but why? Because are they teaching what you are teaching? And, and one of the greatest hooks that I've seen in South Africa is that people are chasing after the prophetic. They want to hear what God has got for them. Mm. And then we get stupid things where the guy's answering his cell phone and saying he's online to God. It's total blasphemy. But people go there in the thousands. Mm. I was shocked to see the type of money that these people are pulling. I want to challenge them and say, do it for, without money. Do it for, and not pulling money. You'll see very quickly they won't do it. Mm. So the counterfeiter slipped into the church. And I've seen pastors that are well known falling for absolute nonsense mm. because of fame and fortune and money. Yeah. And our Bible warns against that. Warns, do not do that. Do not follow after these things. Um, I don't know if you want to add something. I want to find the scripture. What you're saying, Pastor, is, is very true. All the prophets and all this. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> the stuff that they're they, they doing, also being being fake. You, you see it every day, you know, on TV, social media. Yeah, so yesterday I was um, reading on, on, on law. Uh, things that contribute to how laws are formed in in parliament and one of the things i've uh, I noticed was the fact that the environment is so wrong and these laws are being constituted on on the wrong environment so which means the laws 
themselves they have injustice so it's, it's even the laws that we have they actually fake you know yes yeah yeah that's that's what i have to add so if you go read um in one corinthians two corinthians it, it actually tells you i couldn't find it now but it, it tells you there go and do the work of god not for money not for money mm. lure mm. and this is the problem uh, pastors are getting rich from the church where the church is staying poor the pastors living the life of a king mm. and we spoke about this before and i'm not saying pastors don't need to live off the church mm. they need to but to what end mm. to the end of seeing people suffering and poor you know um my thoughts go to all these pastors pulling this money if someone in the church went and said to him listen i've been in your church for 10 20 years i'm now in desperate need yeah. would he take off what he has and help that person i, I don't know and there's so many fake things out there mm. i was thinking the other day uh, somebody sent me a teaching and they said please watch this and tell me what you think mm. and everything seemed quite it was quite a encouraging message but then right at the end, he took that message, and I can't remember the scripture, but he, I think it was jo uh, John 3.16. Mm. And he said, uh, John 3.16 says, Whoever, who, um, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. If you want your kids to have everlasting life and turn to the Lord, send $316, because it's John 3.16, and I guarantee that your kids will be born again. And I looked at this mm -hmm. and I thought, I sent back, I said, don't listen to this guy. So she said, oh, what he preached, was it wrong? I said, did you listen to this? She said, yeah. I said, and what he said about the money, what do you think? She said, uh, I couldn't believe it. Because mm. this lady's been in the ministry for many, many yeah. years. So yeah. <coughs> just because a preacher preaches a message that is good and encouraging, doesn't mean he's from God. Mm. Listen to him entirely. Mm. That's why I don't like online preachers. And I'm not talking about your pastor preaching to you. I'm talking about, does your pastor know you? Have you had a lunch with your pastor? Have you had a supper? Does he personally have interaction with you? Mm. When he says, uh, giving to our ministry, you know where the money is going. Yeah. And that's the problem. People want to sit in their lounge and pour money into these ministries and feel like I've done God such a great deal. Yeah. I was sitting at the airport and a, a little child, must have been two, two and a half years old, saw me and the little boy, he came, he climbed all over me. And the lady, the, the mother was sitting and she looked at me and she said, my son never does that with anybody. So I got talking to her. So she says to me, um, I said to her, and I, I just said, yeah, your, your son's cute. I said, what a... A gift from God, you know. I like to open up a way out to minister. Mm. And she said, yes, I believe in Jesus and I go to this specific church. Mm. Very big church. And she said, my pastor is so-and-so. So I said, oh, I know him. I said, but I've never met him. I said, have you, have you met him? She says, every, you know, every Sunday. I said, no, hold on. Have you sat and had a meal with him? Mm. She said, uh, no, no, no. Uh, no. So I said, so he's actually not your pastor. He's the minister and your home cell leader is your pastor. Mm. And she said, yeah, now that you, yeah, no, no, that you mentioned it, yes, yes. So I said, how long have you been in the church? She said, 12 years. I said, you've been in that church 12 years and you've never met the pastor. 
She said, uh, no. oh, no, no, I have, I have, she says. Mm. I said, oh, when was that? She said, no, two years ago I sold my house and I put 10% of that into the church. Mm. I said, oh. And she said, and then he made an appointment to see me. Mm. And I was shocked. In my heart, I was actually so hurt for her. And I said to her, did you just realize what you said? And her face, she just looked at me and she said, yeah. And these pastors that are like that are doing the body of Christ an injustice. Mm. And the real church where that's not happening, where people can have a relationship and have a brother and sister in Christ mm. are hidden. And what does the world see? Because these churches have got the money to, to put themselves out into social media, people think that that's the gospel. Mm. They think this is what Christ is. A place to get wealthy, a place just to become, you know, better up up in life. And it's not. The real work that's been done on the ground is done by pastors that are not driving the fancy cars, mm. that are really involved in the communities. And, I mean, that pastor, I'm not judging him or saying he's done wrong, but to me that, that, that just left a bad taste in my mouth. Mm. And... Um, when we left, I prayed for that lady. I said to her, you know what? I pray that you actually go to a church where you can speak to the pastor and he will set time with you and say, this is my sister in Christ Jesus. The word pastor is shepherd. It means to help, to guide. That yeah. doesn't mean that you've got to stand in front of thousands of people and preach. And if God's called you to that, do that properly. And I'm not saying that the pastor must be poor because we had that discussion before. I'm saying he must live at the standard that his congregation lives at. Mm. Um, I, I was looking at the, the churches in Nigeria. Those pastors at the end of the year have competitions to see who's got the best jet. Mm. I'm like, really? Do you know how many people you could feed and house with it? Yeah. Uh, my God and my, my, my direction I find, I always say to myself, would Jesus say this to me if I listen to someone preaching or go somewhere? Yeah. Would Jesus say this to me? If he d would, how would he say it? And what would he expect when he's finished speaking? That's my gauge. Mm. Does it line up with the word of God? Okay, And I'm not saying I know everything because people have uh, done messages which I've learned many things from even over the last six months. Mm. Would Jesus say it? What would he expect? Once mm. I'd finished hearing him speak. Yeah. What is the expectation? Why is that preacher preaching that? Okay. Why is he giving, is he giving me a motivational message? Yeah. Which is fine. Is he giving me a spiritual message? Or is he giving me a message that at the end, he can get me emotional so that I'll give more? Yeah. Be very, very careful of that. And there's amazing men of God that are born again, that are falling into this trap. Mm. They, they, they're selling out yeah. for money. They're selling out for that. So, I don't know if you'd like to add something, if you've got something you'd like to add there. I, I don't think I've... <laughs> 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 Most of you, you yeah. said it all. Yeah. yeah, it was clear. So, um, just to the counterfeit, even young men and women that are looking for a husband or a wife, think a little bit, what are you looking for? Mm -hmm. Because we look with our eyes, we hunt with our eyes, and then we'll say, well, I saw him in church, he must be a Christian. The problem is that people are running into relationships without saying, Lord, is this the one? Mm. And giving it time to see, is this person in church?
to hunt for a woman or is this person dedicated to this church a young lady came to me last week she says i, I found a, a guy i think i'm in love with him i said do you know the family she said no i said where where did you meet this young man she said in the church so i said how long has he been in the church is he committed to that church have you spoken to the pastor about this guy how committed is he in that church was he just going to church is he part of a church what is the situation mm. we need to ask those questions as far as business goes as far as our jobs are concerned when somebody gives you a job opportunity is this from god or is the devil trying to pull you out of a position where he knows you're going to grow we need to ask ourselves those questions mm. why who and where why am i going there who is it that's calling me and where is it is it pulling me away from the ministry mm. a young man that that came to me one day he found a job but he would never be able to come to church he wouldn't he would have to leave his ministry and i said to him you need to decide is this from god or not mm. in my heart i knew it wasn't so he said to me what is your thoughts i said this is not from god mm. he left he went to the job wasn't six months later he came back he said i made the biggest mistake of my life because he, he neglected his fellowship with people mm. he was working night shift and weekends mm. so we need to look at our lives and not make rash quick decisions and i've done that i've made rash quick decisions and every time it's bitten me in the butt yeah because i just thought yes it looks good mm. there's an old saying that look if it's too good to, if it looks too good to be true then it is too yeah. good to be true yeah so don't take things at face value pray about them ask the lord to teach you discernment the holy spirit gives you a spirit of discernment discern and say okay does god want this for my life very very important i've seen people leave south africa go to australia only to find they are so miserable they left for the wrong reason they think they're going to go to a country where everything's just hunky-dory mm. not true they've got massive issues there I've got friends in London. They say to survive there, they've got to work two jobs. Where here they were working one job mm. and they were happy and peaceful. I've got family of mine. They went to London. In South Africa, they never ever had a break-in. They were never mugged. They never ever had a situation like that. They moved to London, started a business. They were robbed three times there in the first eight months. Mm. So what you've been told about different places, different countries, don't just take that. I'm telling you, in my mind, and my heart, I believe people from around the world are still going to come to South Africa and want to live here. Mm. They're going to say, this is the place of God. So mm. I bless you all. I pray that um, every one of you, before you make those big decisions in your life, that you start to speak to the Lord and say, Lord, is this from you? Is this what you want for my life? Let me know. Give me that spirit of discernment. Teach me that spirit of discernment. We bless you, and we will see you next week. Bye. Active FM. Radio has never been better.